Hello, Rebellious Visionaries, and welcome to the Root Work Podcast, where we're digging deeper to get to the root of financial success and failure. You're about to listen to conversations between two real sisters who are still growing and sharing their journey with you. Join us as we normalize difficult conversations around money and discover how we can use the power of talking about it to grow from and support each other so we can have the confidence to choose the life we envision. It's going to be a real life podcast because I'm really doing life right now, but uh, it shouldn't be interruptive. Okay. Well, coming into this week, we today starts a new month um, and uh, it's financial awareness month. Yeah, I saw that. I said, do Betty know? Of course she knows. She runs the financial awareness movement. (laughs) (laughs) I run the whole movement. (laughs) Yeah, the whole movement. So yes, it's financial awareness month. We're coming off of March Madness, getting organized, getting angry enough to take action that are good for you. Um, Did you do anything last month that was like, Using your like maybe heavier emotions to actually do something that was good for you. Um, using my heavy emotions. Like you ever I, get like so pissed off that you'd be like, for this job. <laughs> um, <laughs> you I feel can- like I feel like um that's how I handled my life emotionally last month. I had to decide if I was going to just whimper back and cower back or man up and deal with what I'm facing. And so it was like, I saw the past and the, how I, the cycle could be, okay, you still going to go through this. Um, so either you're going to go through it or you're going to get mad and deal with it the way you need to deal with it and face every giant that's trying to overtake you. And that's how I dealt with uh, uh, dealing with life's trials that has come upon my family. So yeah, I got mad. I started working out because I was eating too much cereal, trying to stress. And yeah, I got mad and I stopped eating the cereal. <laughs> <laughs> I was really mad. Like, you know what? And then I joined the challenge, all of this stuff. I probably didn't really have time to do, but because I was like, you know, I'm not going to keep falling backwards. So yeah, man. <laughs> I love this. Yeah, man. March Madness. <laughs> Get into it. I love this month because it, it, it's, it's, we often think that we should just not have negative emotions. Mm-hmm. And but negative emotions can serve a purpose if you are intentional about how you use them. Like it doesn't have to be for not. It doesn't have to be, you know, for nothing, whether it's grief or sadness. I know for myself, a lot of the things that I've gone through where, you know, going through depression, um, the, the the observations I made about finances and just life in general during that season, I've been able to use that in how I coach my clients because I understand on a different level now, not just in theory from what you learn in a textbook. I understand practically from what people are feeling. And so I'm not wasting that emotion. And, right. you know, I could go through life just being upset about things that happen. But now when things happen to me, yeah, it still sucks. But I'm thinking like, OK, God, how you want me to use this information? Because I ain't about mm-hmm. to sit here and be mad for nothing. Nothing. You ain't about to have my feelings hurt for nothing. I ain't going to yeah. be changed for nothing. Like, what do you want me to understand about this life event that I could use in the future? Um, I know, I remember, <laughs> I remember back in the day, my my ex would say he always knew when I was upset. If <laughs> if he came in the house and I was somewhere scrubbing the tub, he would just walk back out the house. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I, I get into like good, 
deep, deep cleaning. Like you clean every day, but like you get into a good mm-hmm. dishwashing, scrubbing tubs. And I will always say to myself at the end of the day, like, let's say the issue wasn't resolved. There will be a point where I look around my house and be like, well, at least my house is clean. I would just be like, well, that's one good thing that came from this. Like, yeah, I ain't mad about that because I've been putting this off for a minute. That's what you call a, a good coping skill. It, it, it led you to a positive outcome, even though the energy <laughs> was frustrating. Um, yeah. Yeah. So those are things that I want to be able to do more is have a, a healthier emotional response. It, I think that is like emotional intelligence. Mm-hmm. And the more True. emotional intelligence we have, the better we can leverage any emotion and we don't run away we don't fear that oh this is going to make me angry okay if it makes me angry that's a temporary emotion and I will figure out how to use it in a way that serves me and then you're not so afraid of doing things that you know I think a lot of times because we're afraid of the the negative emotions we hold ourselves back from taking chances and and opportunities like a perfect example in my March Madness new le- newsletter, if y'all have not signed up for my newsletter, please sign up for the newsletter because I'll be spilling all the tea and I'll be giving away freebies too. Um, <laughs> uh, in the March Madness newsletter, I, I was explaining the story about how I'm very much a family body. Um, <laughs> I don't like to be too far from my family. Like I, um, you know, my sister, we live in the same state. Uh, we don't live in the same city, but I really would have resisted moving away from where she lived, where, where she, she and my other sister and my brother live now, the city they're in now. Girl, um, I was moving a minute. No, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, we're different, right? Don't I like different. to be, I don't need to be close to every bit of my family, but I need to be close to some family. And yeah. so for a long time, I wouldn't even consider jobs that were outside of Newport News because, or Hampton, right? It had to be pretty close because I didn't want to commute that far and I didn't want to move. And so I was restricting my capacity for income really because I wouldn't even consider opportunities that were on the other side of the water. And my employer at the time um, had happened to do a job review on this one particular day. Let me, let me, let me back up. I had applied for this job a a few months past prior to in the city I was living in. And um, I did get the job. Unbeknownst to me, it was because they knew a position was opening up in another city. They couldn't tell me about it yet, but they thought I would be a better fit for the the manager over there personality-wise. They were completely right. He was from Jersey. We got each other. So, <laughs> um, but so fast forward, right? I'm not knowing that this position is coming my way. My job at the time had did my job review and um I never forget, I look at the review and you know how, you know, a review will give you a numerical value, but then they'll have comments. Right. The comments are all, oh, you're exceptional. You're great at all these things, blah, blah, blah. But the numerical value for all these areas were a four, fours and threes. Right. And I was like, I'm a little confused because your number weight doesn't match your description. Mm-hmm. And um, make it make sense. <laughs> make it make sense right and this is how they justify raises based on your number your your score and so I knew what was happening right so he said to me and and here's the thing I told him I said listen I don't I don't I don't take this personal because you just started here he was he was new he only started like within like the last two weeks mm-hmm. so I know he didn't personally do my review but he's my boss now so he's delivering the information I said so I don't take this personal because I know you don't know me well enough to give me none of these answers anyway anyway right. I was like but I feel some kind of way. And he said, the thing is, they have a new policy. We're not allowed to give you fives anymore. That's crazy. They believe that nobody 
uh, everybody has room for improvement. And I said, I understand a total score not being able to be an average of a five, right? Because yes, you're right. There are some areas that could use improvement in different areas. We all, but in an individual metric, you're saying that you're never going to tell an employee that if they're exceptional in something, you're never going to acknowledge it. Why would I ever strive for excellence right. if you're never going to tell me I'm excellent? You said, I said realistic goals, like if it ain't reachable, like come on. So, so I said, I told him, I said, um, and not for nothing. I said, um, some of these areas are quantifiable. I said, one of these areas, for example, which was quality, the number of percentage of files that were accurate. I said, I have the highest quality percentage in the entire university of all your all of your campuses. There's no one who has a higher quality percentage than I do. And I'm at like 98.7%, really close to 100%, meaning right. that rarely does a file have a mistake. Right. I said, so what happens if I was at 100%? Because I'm real close. Mm -hmm. I said, well, what, would you give me a four then? He said, I guess I would have to make an argument that we have to be able to give you a five. I said, okay. I said, the other thing is here we are in some of these areas where I know I thrive and I know I'm a superstar, customer service. Mm -hmm. um, but um, I said, you these areas that are like average, I said, I know I'm not a supervisor or even a senior on paper by title. I said, however, I train every financial advisor y'all have in your entire university right. you guys fly new hires from their city and state to this campus you put them in this hotel right next door for three to five days so me little old me could train them they got whole bosses. you got <laughs> y'all <Sorry>. got whole <laughs> bosses they got whole bosses that could train them me and my underpaid self you trust hmm. enough to pay extra money to have them stay in a hotel to train me. If I was an average employee, why would you spend money for me to train them? That doesn't mm. make sense to me. It seems to me like you should ask one of your other average employees at the campus they're at and save yourself some money. And he just smiled and was like, you're not wrong. I said, okay, I just wanted to, you know, clarify because right. it wasn't making sense on paper. It wasn't making sense. So, you know, I'm feeling away and I'm just trying to make it make sense. I said, what I feel like is happening is you guys know that if we get a high, high number, you guys have to give us a higher pay. And so you guys have implemented this policy to reduce the amount to pay us. And that does not make me feel valued. It does not motivate me to work right. harder in this place. And I never mind doing extras. You see, I'm training your employees for nothing, for, for no extra title and no extra pay. But now I'm feeling like I'm not appreciated. And and you're you're trying to find a way to, to not pay me a, a normal raise based on, you know, the quality of service. So now I'm at right i'm not both i'm not mad like me and him are we having a chill banter but right, inside right. i'm like you know so i get back to my desk kim i kid you not i i walked from that review sat at my desk open logged back into my computer do you want to know what the first email i had in my inbox was what was it <laughs> it was email from that job who told me no three months ago it was mm -hmm. a, their hr department said Hey, wanted to reach out to you. You applied for this job back in July and um, the a position opened up in the Virginia Beach location. Mm. I wanted to know if you would be open to it. Now, Kim, let me give you some context for this. I had already put an offer in on a house and got accepted. I was in the middle of about to buy a condo in Newport News at the time. I put mm. the offer in and I got accepted. So I had a good reason to say no. I didn't want to move away from my siblings. Had another reason to say no. I had a little, Jordan was was about maybe first grade at the time, first or second grade at the time. Right. I didn't have no support system on this side of the fam, on this side of the water, except for her dad. 
another reason for me to say no. Right. But I was just pissed off enough because I had just come from that review to right. see that email. And I replied, I absolutely would consider it. Right. Right. And so because I was angry, I know that if I wasn't angry that day, I would have been like, oh, no, I'm in the middle of buying a house. Ain't no way I'm changing. job. That's a hard no, no. Every, right. every real estate agent will tell you, don't like don't change your job. Why are you trying to buy? Yeah. Instead, I use that as catalyst for me to to apply. And because I made that decision. I ended up getting a $10,000 raise. The job that I ended up accepting on the other side of the water was a pay raise of $10,000. So -hmm. when I gave them my my notice to my my job at the time, they could not compete. They could not compete with the $10,000 raise. Right. And when I talked to the manager, I said, do you want to know the day I got the job offer? This is like on on the last days. And he was like, no, no. I said, the same day that um, you gave me the review. And he said... (laughs) He said, we put a nail in our own coffin. (laughs) (laughs) I said, you did. He couldn't do nothing. But, you know, they were, he was cool. And the the campus director, she was very cool. They were very happy for me because they felt like I deserved more. This was politics, not being able to, you know, their hands tying and what they could do for me. But I was so grateful for that moment to see that sometimes some things will happen to you. You'll feel slighted at your job. And that's, that's the universe trying to help you to do yes. something you've been avoiding for a really long time. Maybe we will let fear. Asking, asking for a raise, applying for a job, making yes. that move to a new city, um, saying no, um, telling somebody that they absolutely have to pay more in rent, mm-hmm. whatever it is. Right. Sometimes those moments where you feel so frustrated are meant to move you because they know that you're you're comfortable and mm-hmm. as long as you're comfortable you're not going to make no traction you, right. you, you know they say you know a lot of times we won't move until the pain of staying the same hurts more than the pain right. of change right and that's so true because if you if if you let it go too long in so many situations we kind of be like no well I ain't gonna make no no such in the workplace we so are so um we so put more trust in our jobs than we do of who we are in this universe who what what our capabilities of it took you to understand your worth because they knew your worth because they knew to put you up front but then you got a wind of it when that feedback wasn't matching the worth that they were proving that you were and you knew this was it. Now I know there was many more times before that. Now I'm like, Betty, you need to go and move. But it, but <laughs> now look how as as we grow, it's fast. Like we get it. Okay, this not this not where I'm supposed to be. We don't run from everything, but we do understand when life is saying it's time to. Make. It may not look like it's time to make a move, and you may not trust the move right now because you don't understand. It doesn't make mm-hmm. sense to everybody else around you. But you know this situation ain't healthy for you. You know this situation ain't adding. So um, it's time to make that move, and so that's so you gotta get angry enough to, or want to prevent yourself from getting angry enough to walk away. Like with the my with me walking away from the workplace, it was like I already knew, I already been sick from job situations, I already mm-hmm. been sick and left to die, and they could care less if I came back to work and I'm struggling to find my way back with no support. I'm not gonna go through that again. So mm-hmm. it's time for me to take put my health first because that I, they will replace me in a hot in a hot second but my kids can't replace me so mm-hmm. now the anger of what could happen is how I move now like oh no uh-uh, I ain't going back there so we learn from our past and we move on the things that we know 
and we can help other people. Like, nah, you should be mad about that. <laughs> <laughs> nope, you should be mad. What you mean? You need to be mad. You go back and tell tell them. I told you. <laughs> All I heard was I heard Kevin Hart stand up. <laughs> My mother told me to tell you. <laughs> Don't you say that to your teacher. That's, hey, not, what, that's right. not what I told you to say. <laughs> yes. Oh, I love so that. Uh, I, I love that, you know, these stories that we experience. I love our life is in these moments. It feels like such a terrible, terrible thing. thing. And what I love about this podcast is every week we get an opportunity to share these stories and help somebody. Somebody is not even going to have to get to the point of being livid to make a shift. They're going to they're gonna notice a little discomfort and be like, I'm mad. <laughs> they, they got, they're going to use a little bit to be able to, or maybe they're upset already. And they're going to be able to see that situation in a different light and, and be less offended by it. Knowing that they're being used by a higher power. <laughs> Whoever told you no is just playing into a bigger picture for your life. And right. that, and no needed to happen for you to go into the direction you're supposed to be going into. And so it needed to be a no, it right. can't be a yes. And so you're not offended by it. You're saying like, okay, this must be recalibration. You telling yeah. me what path you want me to be on. I thought it was this one, but this no must mean I'm supposed to be on this one. I'm cool with that. I'm not offended. Right. And that comes you when you trust that you are doing what you're supposed to do, and you trust that you know your integrity and how you work towards thing alignment and confirmations of what what's happening to you is happening for you. So move in the flow of you know what you're putting in the world is what you're gonna get out. But when you all over the place, and I can see you kind of confused about how you're moving. But when you know you're working hard and you're doing your best, you could trust the fact that things are gonna work out for the for your good um and you move according to what's for your good you know so yes i love it so now as we come out of march madness if you have not already done the march madness channel challenge it's not too late for you to get mad and, and challenge some of these uh these bills and so for those of you who are just listening for the first time what i asked for you guys to do is to renegotiate every bill you're paying Meaning call them up and find out what services they, they have for you, that what discounts, what, what uh, new plans they offer, what, you know, refunds, credits, anything. It could be nothing that you don't get, but you don't know unless you ask. Yes. I had a client today who called me yesterday. I told my clients, every one of my, and I promise you, and I mean every one of them, every one of my clients who has signed up with me somewhere between the point where they make the decision emotionally to say, you know what, I'm going to take charge of my life and I'm going to ask for help. Mm -hmm. Almost it feels like before our first session or within the first couple of months of us working together, they attract money to them. Mm -hmm. And I have constantly told them all this because I am believing God uses me. I'm like, it ain't technically nothing I've done, but right. I believe that when you believe, when you pull the trigger on yourself, the universe, God rewards you for that extra step. Right. And so I had a client who um, I talked to about, you know, before you get your refund check and choose to take your refund check and pay off all these bills, let's see what's out there for you. I believe in using OPP, okay, right. OPM, other people's money. Right. You know right. <laughs> Find out what things you could qualify for, because let me tell you, the rich people do it, okay? They don't right. use their money right. first. They use other people's money first all the time, grants, right. programs, whatever they got. 
They use that. Use other people, people. They took. Never mind. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Slavery. You right. right. Um. So... <laughs> I can't say it. Audience, I hope you do. <laughs> Sorry, y'all. Uh, it's Friday. <laughs> we told y'all. We told y'all we don't, we don't know how to play. We don't know how to play. <laughs> So I told her, I said, look into some programs, see if there's anything out there that you could apply for. And worst thing that can happen is they tell you, no, you never know. So, you know, she had an electricity bill that was over a thousand dollars. I want to say electricity bill was about $2,000. Water bill was about a thousand dollars and it was behind in mortgage. So she applied for three different programs. Mm -hmm. She got approved for all three. Wow. All together. $5,700 worth of bills that she no longer has to pay simply because she asked. Right. They they approved and paid the balances and caught her mortgage up. Her mortgage, not her rent. Mm. Caught her mortgage up. Caught her utilities up. Caught her water bill up. So now when she gets her refund check from her taxes, mm-hmm. she can be more intentional and use it for something yeah. else to prevent this in the future, to have some yeah. savings so that if her hours got cut because of COVID and she loses pay, she's more prepared. And that's and that only happens. And what I share with her is like it's wealth building activity. You don't have any control of the outcome. You right. have control of the input. And all I could do was apply for the job in Virginia Beach. Yes. All I could do was reply and say I'm open to it. You know what I mean? All I could do was see if I could get out of that house that I had put an offer in. <laughs> and right. I did. I managed to get out of that house in Newport News and end up buying a home um, where I end up taking a job in that city there. But um, I won't know unless I try. Yeah. And with these companies, when you're calling up to see what they offer, you don't know unless you try. You've been paying this credit card bill on time every single month. Every single month, I just every did single month, I just and did you don't, and, and they're not going to voluntarily lower your interest rate. Nope. Listen, Call they, them up. They have a whole program, like, and this one is new because I'm thinking, okay, it's the end of COVID. Let's see, and I just forgot to pay it, and so I'm like, oh, they 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 attached a uh, late fee. Well, let me call and see if they can at least get rid of the late fee. She said, well, we have several programs. And so we're going to transfer you over since, you know, you told us your situation. And they just took, well, we're going to catch you up. We're going to move you back to May. I'm like, I'm like, oh, and we're going to, like, not, you know, reporting none of that. I'm like, well, look at that. So now I'm going to hit it with what I was going to pay anyway. And now I'm going to be in advance in my payment. So it is available. These funds are given to these companies if they're helping people. These are tax funds. So if you had a job, I'm sure you helped pay for this some way or another. But listen, when you need it, use it so you can then share the information and help. But not only that, not even like just the programs where they're helping people because of financial hardship. I'm just, you could be in a good position and still ask for some money back. You're a customer. You've been loyal for a long time. And let me tell you something. It costs these companies more money to acquire a new customer than to keep a customer happy. And so- you're doing them a favor by staying. They don't have to do anything new to attract a, a new a new client to keep you right. happy. And so if you, I mean, it could be something as simple as like, can I get $50 credit on my next bill? Oh, can yeah. I get uh, a $10 refund? I'll accept the $5. Like five, all I can do is a $5 coupon. I, okay, thank you. I, Whatever. I, 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 I'll take mommy, any, anything. You send me $5 Dunkin' Donuts coupon. <laughs> a coupon for Dunkin' Donuts. Right. Sprint. 
thank you. Like, I don't know. I don't even eat Dunkin' Donuts. But right. my daughter do. I'll go ahead and take this coupon. I'm going to ask. I want everything. I want all my things. All my things. Well, I'm just thinking about how celebrities and things get things for free just because, you know. So there is a level where you never know what you can get. You know, not begging. You're not going around begging. But, you know, you're, you're valuable, like you said. So. You know. You're an asset to that company. You are building their their business. You are create increasing their profit line. It's nothing wrong with asking for some money back so you can stay their customer. Right. Like I can't afford to stay with you if I can't get something back. Like I'm thinking, right. you know, we see commercials every day. And that's right? what like, like, for example, too. I gave this one in the in the newsletter talking about Netflix and Hulu. Netflix keep going up on their prices, and now they're playing too much. Um, we almost at twenty dollars. We almost at twenty dollars a month, and they talking about you can't share passwords no more. That ain't what they said, but they testing the whole sharing passwords in another country. They haven't done it in the U.S. Don't worry. If you right. know your auntie and your uncle and your sister and all of different houses and you're all sharing Netflix right now, they ain't really tripping in the U.S. But in some in a couple other countries, they're testing this right. So the thing is, I started really thinking about it. Like, hmm. I really don't watch Netflix no more. There's a couple of shows on Netflix I might watch. But most of the shows I watch are on Hulu. And I get Hulu for free as a Sprint customer. So why would I tolerate Netflix making my bill go up to $20 when I hardly watch it? And I get Hulu for free. And it's cheaper even if it wasn't. Why would I tolerate? Why would I tolerate that? When I could download the Peacock app. And watch Bel Air because that's a that's a dope show. Y'all ain't watching it. Watch it; it's good. Um, five ninety nine a month. Why would I pay twenty dollars a month of Netflix? So at I some don't point, know why you would pay for anything because you don't watch TV. But go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I got a couple shows I watch. Right. <laughs> the I pandemic made me watch that. more TV. Are you? She not wrong. I used to really not watch TV. Uh, for a really long time but the net pandemic you home all day I got into a couple shows right. so um yeah but anyway mm-hmm. the, you know Netflix price is going up like at some point you get sick and tired of your bills going up nothing you know you're not getting no good service you're not getting you know it's like when you when you rent an apartment and your rent going up fifty dollars a hundred dollars and ain't done no renovations right can y'all shampoo these carpets please <laughs> repaint something anything right. At some point, you're going to get mad enough to say, I'm about to buy a house. In fact, right. that's usually the reason why some people decide to buy a house is they're sick of paying rent. Of they're course. frustrated with not being in control of how much they have to pay for housing from year to year. And I've had new clients who I've, um, who I've been working with who are like, my rent, they're trying to go up $500 a month. And right, right now, because the housing market is so so sparse the rental market is strained and so people can just say they want their rent to be higher and what are you going to do it's only so many places renting all of the renting apartment i mean all the complexes are going up in prices so you're kind of stuck unless you have control over the cost of your housing which is something that you have better control over as a homeowner and sometimes you're going to be complacent because renting has some luxuries there's some good size to renting you ain't you know something brand you just be like maintenance uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> right. I, love, I miss that feeling. Maintenance. <laughs> Lord, I, I I miss maintenance. Um, it has some. It, it leaves you comfortable, right? If you decide you want to relocate, it's not a big deal. You wait till your lease is up. You can move out of state. It's not as hard to transition out of an apartment the way it is to transition out of a home you own. However, right. 
again, until the pain of staying the same hurts more than change, when that rent goes up by $500 a month, suddenly maintenance don't sound so good. Uh, that's crazy. You for $500 a month, you could put that in a saving account and hire maintenance whenever you need it on the right. house you own. <laughs> If you don't stop saying maintenance, they can't tell us. Maintenance. I see the sexy man standing at the door <laughs> with his work shirt buttoned down a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Might have to add a visual clip of that on our YouTube channel. Let me see. Oh, maintenance. <laughs> 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 Yes. So anyway, going into the month of April, let's talk about the theme for April. And then that's pretty much it for today. It is Financial Awareness Month. And basically for this month, we want to remind you how important it is to know your numbers. I want to challenge you this month to look at those numbers and it can be hard. Sometimes finding out what your credit score is can be triggering. Seeing how much you actually have in student loan debt can be triggering. (laughs) Finding out how much all those medical bills add up to can be triggering. Seeing how much you have or don't have in savings can be triggering. However, I want you to look anyway, because knowing is the starting point. Once you know, once you get past that, that hurdle of just knowing, there's, you can go forward from there. Now you know what you need to know to move forward. And you may discover that you're not even as bad off as you thought. You may have thought this entire time, been beating yourself up that my credit score is only 500. You check your credit score and it's 660. Oh, wait a minute. I can get a mortgage loan at that number. Here I was thinking I couldn't do nothing simply because you wouldn't look. So this month, I want you to be intentional about finding out where your money is going. How much income do you have going in? How much expenses do you have going out? Who are you paying? How much are you paying them? Who do you owe? How much do you owe them? What are your interest rates? What is the interest that your bank is giving you? Because you're giving them a loan for free. We might want to consider something that's not, right? How much are you contributing to your 401k? Are you only contributing 1%? Are you leaving money on the table when your employer will match up to 6%? I want you to find these numbers out. And start to track them. Start a system. If you need help with that, that's what I'm here for. The very first coaching session with me is about figuring out where your money is, how much money should be coming in, going out. As we go through long-term coaching with clients, we start to get clear on some of those other numbers, your net worth, your savings rate, your liquidity rate, all those things. You get better at understanding all of your numbers. I want to help you with that. But Some of these things you can find out for yourselves. Um, If you have the planner, there's a chart in there for you to be able to write a lot of this information down so you can start getting better at, you know, understanding and knowing these numbers. Um, You can visit www.youngrichreader.com, hop over into the success shop and purchase a planner if you need one. Um, I may include the chart in this month's newsletter as a downloadable. Um, it won't have all the tools that's in the planner, but I may include the chart. So if you're not on the newsletter, again, you're going to want to sign up for that. Um, that's it. Um, tell me, Kim, what number do you want to find out this month? What numbers are important to you this month? What numbers in my finances? Mm-hmm. Oh, um, I think I want to look at... 
I don't, I'm not even sure, but I definitely want to review my credit report to see where I stand as far as getting some of um, my, my medical bills off of it. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, just kind of getting set up for my income that's soon to come, um, making sure that old stuff that I can get rid of, I can go ahead and make some moves, which I actually have already started. Um, I actually got some items removed, some old stuff, but really cleaning my report up. And then, I, of course, right now I don't have any major bills going out. So more so what I have sitting on my credit report so I can get ready to look at purchasing within, you know, a, a good time frame. So, yeah. I love that. I love that. credit that. <laughs> um, I like what you're saying because um, be your own hero at that point when you're afraid to look. No one's going to be able to get to that step one and help you if you don't take that time. And like you said, not remove the fear. It, you will feel so relieved. How many times did I have went years ignoring? And then when the moment came where I'm like, okay, I need to take a look. It wasn't that bad. And I had I had some control over it. So be your own hero and go ahead and get them numbers out. Hook up with Betty. I'm telling you, she got you. And start moving. Be your hero. Be a hero. Be the hero in your story. Because that's how it starts with you. It starts with me. And um, I love this. I love this. I love this. I love this, y'all. Yes, I love you. this, besties. Yes. I love it. As always, I am your budget bestie. Yeah. I am your friendly financial coach. I am not a financial advisor. And so I am not providing you with securities advice. You also want to have make sure that you are having conversations with your financial advisors and getting their guidance on your numbers and what you should be doing as far as investing. That's a very important person to have as a part of your financial power. Yeah team is loop in your financial planner or your financial advisor. The work that they do is different than the work that I do as a coach. It's a very important step. Um, and I want to be able to distinguish that. The information that I provide for you is for educational purposes. I want you to understand this information so that you have choices. When you know more, you have more choices. You have more options. You are empowered. And so everything that I'm sharing with you on this podcast is just to fill your cup. Yes. Okay. So I am going to keep growing because I know that I still have some growing to do. And I am growing too. And until next week, keep doing the root work. I'll talk to y'all later. Bye. If you thought this episode was dope and you learned from it, it would be amazing if you would take a screenshot, post it, and tag me on Instagram at YoungRichRooted. I would absolutely love to connect with you over there. And if you're serious about loving up on your money mindset and to start adopting more wealth-building behaviors, you have to check out my 2023 Jumpstart Planner. It's my 12-month daily planner for people who want more than a place to put their appointments. They want a tool that helps them create a plan for their money so they can get closer and closer to making clocking in optional. You can order your planner online at www.youngrichrooted.com forward slash success shop. I'd love to help you get closer to FU money status using all the tools in our success shop. I want you to always be able to choose what's best for you without fear, shame, or guilt. Money should not be an insurmountable obstacle to getting what you need. 
and what you've envisioned. You deserve more. You simply have to have the audacity to choose it. Talk to you soon. The world belong to you.